Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to A New Dominion, a podcast where we look to have progressive conversations right here in the Commonwealth. My name is Edwin Santana, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Idelio Kewo. What's going on, everyone? And we are uh, happy to have you here today. we got a great show planned, and we have a lot to talk about. Um, before we jump into the news, let's talk about uh, kind of what's going on with each other. What, you got anything new going on? Uh, not really. Um this is kind of the same old work campaign, uh, getting mad. You're, you're in that about Twitter. You're in that married, that married man daily grind now. I am. I am. Every day is the same now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let I'll let it that out. <laughs> she she doesn't listen anyway, so we're good. Oh, okay, there you go. That's that's always good. Um, I'm still not 100% convinced I was able to get all my family members to vote for me on uh, primary day. So I mean, I know how you feel there. <laughs> but um, I got some pretty good, some pretty big personal news. I um, just got my acceptance letter to Georgetown University today for their master's in public relations and corporate communications. Congrats, congrats. I'm super. I know I'm super excited about that. I know you wrote me a letter of recommendation, so I appreciate that. Yeah. And. Going back to school is something I wanted to do for years. The campaign got in the way. I had to defer enrollment for that. And then throughout the campaign, I realized that communicating is something that I like to do. It's what led to this podcast, and it's what led to me uh, to apply to Georgetown. So I'm pretty excited about that, getting back to school. Um, between being in the Marine Corps and the campaign, I really feel like you really feel like your mental capacity starts to shrivel up a little bit. Um uh, can't politics can be so like rudimentary and basic and repetitive um yeah and repetitive that it feels like you're just beating your head against the wall sometimes so i'm looking forward to going back and expanding my mind and like you said going back and just finding that real like coastal elite safe space where i can just just go and you know just surround myself by fellow liberals and learn um without any fear of interaction with the outside world am i right yeah i mean once you once you uh, get that degree from uh that liberal uh brainwashing factory then you're <laughs> <laughs> your 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 real america credential is gonna be gone forever <laughs> hey like i told you in that tweet earlier today, those have been gone for a while so <laughs> ever since i was stationed out in liberal uh, california that, that's when my my real american values went out the window yeah that's that's a good move though that's a good move though uh i'm excited for you that's uh that's pretty dope i know i'm excited i'm looking forward to what the future uh has in store but moving on from that let's jump right into news there's a there's a ton to talk about the first thing i want to talk about is just all of the terrorist attacks and stuff that's been in the news lately and just in what seven ten days alone we've had the recent shooting in Pittsburgh over the weekend, we've had that shooting at Kroger's where a guy, after he failed to get into a predominantly African-American church, goes um, and shoots two African-Americans and then turns and tells people that whites don't kill whites. Um, and then, of course, we had this pipe bomb story um, with what appears to be Donald Trump's number one fan. All this stuff has happened like the last seven to ten days. I know President Trump's been whining about it on his Twitter feed saying, oh, this bomb stuff in parentheses is kind of messing up the news cycle and we're not talking about the migrant army that's coming towards our southern border anymore. So, I mean, like, what, what are your thoughts on what's going on? I mean, I know I've got some feelings about how things are covered. I wrote, 
I wrote a piece about it in Blue Virginia um, where, I mean, I just straight up blame Donald Trump for what's going on. But how, what, what are your thoughts on everything that's happened this last week or so? Yeah, it's been a pretty shitty week for America. And I think um, kind of the worst fears that surrounded Trump being elected president, um, a, a lot of them are, are starting to come to fruition. Um, yeah. You know, his, his rhetoric has hasn't changed it didn't he didn't you know gain respect for the office he wasn't humbled by the institution none of that happened his rhetoric never changed but now we're uh we're seeing you know real life real life uh results of you know having donald trump as president like we saw it with with families being broken up on the border kids being put in in prisons and camps um, and, and now we're seeing, you know, Trump, Trump radicalized uh, terrorists, like trying to kill people. Um, we're seeing, I, I saw a stat, you know, since 2016, there's been a 57% rise in yeah. uh, anti-Semitism. Yeah, anti-Semitic uh, attacks. Um, and I mean, Let's 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 not play like the mainstream media game of uh, I wonder why we know why we know exactly why uh, people are emboldened like people's worst instincts are condoned by the the most powerful person in the country um, and so yeah we knew that we knew that after Charlottesville a year ago I mean most sane people knew that three years ago when Donald Trump came down the golden escalator we all most people knew what was in store but now it seems like people whoever's still left out there that hasn't if they're not starting to realize oh my god the things that donald trump says and does have real effects in this country it just blows my mind that there's still people coming around to that reality yeah and then i think i think the i don't even want to call it the scariest part because donald trump like never ceases to amaze he never he never stops going lower but He's he's really just brushed off everything that happened in the last week, just completely brushed it off, and that's 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 like a telltale sign of uh, of like fascism. Um, it's don't believe the news, don't believe what you're seeing. People are getting killed. Don't who cares? Don't believe that. The good leader says everything is okay, so kind of just go along with that. Um, he was and like one one thing that really stuck out to me was. After uh, the same day as the uh, the attack on um, uh, Tree of Life Synagogue in, in uh, Squirrel Hill, Pittsburgh, yep. or around Pittsburgh, um, yep. a couple hours later, and he was tweeting about baseball, about the World Series game. I know. That I know. I know. And, I don't know why that I stuck mean, out for so much for me, but like that hit me. I was like, wow. Not even that. I mean, another example: Tom Steyer, someone who had pipe bombs mailed to his house or to one of his businesses or something but clearly the pipe bombs are directed towards him I, a couple of days after that's out in the news donald trump's tweeting calling him a lunatic calling him wacky all this other stuff so a guy who again some like psycho trump supporter um who's clearly like a maniac um, inspired by Donald Trump to send pipe bombs to this place, Donald Trump is attacking that person again. Yeah. And one thing that's I want to talk about kind of like the media response now. I know you've got some thoughts on it, but I want to say one thing that like really, really annoys me 
is so many members of the media and stuff out there just bend over backwards to give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt for so many things. Like, I listened to a Meet the Press segment today, and, like, the first thing that they said was, like, while we know there's no link between Donald Trump and the pipe bombs and no link between... I'm like, first off, like, yeah, I'm sure, like, Donald Trump didn't, like, hop in the guy's DMs and tell him, like, hey, dude, I need you to do me a favor and mail out some bombs. While that didn't happen... It doesn't take, like, Einstein-sized brain to draw a line between Donald Trump, like, saying he's going to pay for legal bills to rough people up, uh, condoning Greg Gianforte, whatever his name was in Montana, for, like, body-slamming a reporter saying he liked him. All the things that Donald Trump has done, it doesn't take, it's not like a big leap of logic to draw a line from that towards people who find um, Donald Trump's rhetoric comforting and appealing for them to do violence like uh, it's like they it's like they need i saw one theory that says like if if this stuff because it happens in the open it's not a big deal but if we found like a a secret email or a tweet saying like man maybe somebody should rough somebody up or do something about it then it would be a big deal but because this shit's happening out in the open we give donald trump the benefit of the doubt and it drives me absolutely nuts that we do that yeah and the corporate media they have been they have been the biggest enablers of Donald Trump outside of the Republican Party. Um, they, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like you said, they bend over backwards to to give him the benefit of the doubt. They bend over backwards to delegitimize people who, you know, try to call him out. Um, like I mentioned, you know, a lot of the worst fears of Donald Trump are coming to, to fruition. A lot of people in 2016... Um, a lot of, you know, political commentators, not in the corporate media, you know, bloggers, uh, uh, journalists of color, uh, women, they, they, they kind of, uh, rang the alarm when it came to candidate Trump. You know, they said, this guy can't be president because if he's president, you know, this, this, and the third is going to happen. And you know who, you know, called them crazy and called them hysterical, the corporate media, the Chuck Todd's of the world, the the Jake Tappers of the world, the um, the morning the uh, morning Joe's yeah, morning of the world. Joe. And now and now and now they come around and they're like, oh yeah, we're we're part of the resistance. We know we know we know you got man, too freaking late, man, too late. He's already president. Yeah, like people came around to this a little late. I, I wanna I wanna if 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 I see tweets from morning from Joe on my phone, I wanna throw my phone out the window. If he's ever on my TV, I want to throw my TV off the balcony. Like, he is—he's the the biggest the biggest like representation of the ills of corporate media. Because I I, I distinctly remember when um, the Comey letter came out. It was like October, I don't know, thirty twenty fifth, thirty first, something like that. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Yep. <laughs> it was like it was like uh, there had been a terrorist attack. That's how somber the morning joe set was i was watching i was watching that uh the morning after it happened they were talking about hillary like you know she had just committed treason against the united states they were making it out to be like you know she she was the worst thing that had ever happened in this country and if you're if you're a reasonably minded person watching that it's very easy to think okay hillary is as bad as donald trump maybe i should go maybe i should vote for donald trump maybe he, he is different maybe you know he is the change we need. And, you know, 20 months later, 19 months later, 
now, like you said, Joe is part of the resistance, and Mika is part of the resistance, and it's, it's the biggest joke I've ever seen. No, and and the last thing I want to talk about before we move on from like the, the media's reaction to everything, one thing that frustrates me is whenever like the media isn't like they've gotten over the fake news thing which is good okay it's a it's a stupid word and i hate that it, the english language is dumber now it only took it, fake news. it only took them a year yeah so i hate i hate that that's part of our lexicon now but it is um but like anytime the media is um like donald trump throws his ire at them calling him the enemy of the people and all this other stuff like it's like pull full stop stop everything we're doing i cannot believe the outrages of this donald trump presidency i can't believe he's doing this this and that but like any other day any other time donald trump can say some crazy shit and then they're just like they'll just repeat what he says and it's like oh donald trump wants to end right birthright citizenship or something like that like whenever like they're they're it's like navel gazing. Like uh, they, they are so concerned with themselves. Like, Oh my God, Donald Trump's calling us the enemy of the people. Can you believe it? Yeah, I can believe it. He said the same thing about Mexicans. He says the same thing about African Americans. He says the same thing about Muslims. He says it about everybody. And it just frustrates me that they only seem to care when Donald Trump goes after Mika and Joe on freaking morning Joe in the morning, but they don't really seem to care about, every other like everyday americans that it just frustrates me beyond belief yeah yeah because i mean the the role of of journalists and journalism is to um provide access for regular you know americans to the inner workings of government and their leaders and whatnot but it seems like what these you know i hate to say mainstream media but what the mainstream media uh big figure has like the Maggie Habermans, the Chuck Todd's, the um, George Stephanopoulos's of the world. They, they don't want to provide us access. They want access. They want. So that, I think, I think you hit it right on the head. The problem is the access. I think if they're too harsh on Donald Trump, Maggie Haberman doesn't, she doesn't get the scoops that she's used to because her whole brand of journalism is built around having access to people like that. Yeah. It's scoops. That's all it is. It's, and not even it's good scoops. scoops. It's not all, even it's good scoops. scoops. No. Yeah. Yeah, and like I was, uh, I was unfortunately watching CNN uh, earlier today, and uh, Jake Tapper was on, and he was talking, and they were doing a segment about uh, the Donald Trump and Melania visiting uh, Pittsburgh, and so I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard this, but basically the city of Pittsburgh said like, don't come, not, at least not right now, like let us grieve, let us bur- yep. bury the dead, let us. Uh, console the families let's take care of that ourselves don't come and because his schedule is so packed with campaign rallies it was either come now or he's not going to be able to come at all and so of course he came and like it, it was one of the craziest things i've ever seen no elected official met him at the airport like none no republican no republican they all they all declined yep. to attend yep. Yep. yeah yeah and pittsburgh is a, it's a liberal city fine whatever but you know, they have Repu- Republican congressmen, they have Republican senators, um, Mitch McConnell was invited, Paul Ryan was invited, no one showed up. And that's like stark. There's there's no both sides to that. It's stark. There's a unified front to Donald Trump coming. And Jake Tapper still managed to say that Donald Trump looked presidential because he ignored all that and he came and he... 
and he visited Pittsburgh in the name of the American people, and he laid uh. flowers at the makeshift graves, and and th- it's it's this it's that's Jake that's Jake Tapper in a nutshell. That's the corporate I mean, media in a is, nutshell. That is Jake. That is Jake Tapper, but like the the media, I mean. Republicans, like the liberal and conservative media, it, they they want so bad to be able to say that Donald Trump is being presidential. I remember after the first State of the Union address, when Van Jones says tonight was the night Donald Trump became president. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, like he 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 read some words off a teleprompter without having a heart attack, and that that was the night that he. And I remember listening. I was like, really, Van Jones, like. The guy read a speech. Yeah, that was the night, that was the night I lost like, respect for Van Jones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I watched that and I'm like, really? Come on! And I like, like you said, the bar's so low for Donald Trump. Like, if he gets out there and and doesn't say something heinous, like to one of the survivor survivors of the attack of their family members, like, oh great, he's the best president since freaking Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so I, the the media gets me all worked up. Um, I don't get up worked up about the fake news crap. That's stupid. But the way they cover things nowadays, I think too much of it is based on scoop journalism. It's not like it's not like reporting. It's just like, oh, this guy from inside the administration told me this. But if I if I if I provide some context or do something like that, they might get mad and not give me scoops in the future. So exactly, like, gotta gotta go both sides or just report just reported as oh like a high-ranking administration official told me this blah 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 uh it just drives me nuts. but i want to move on from that yeah um one thing i want to talk about now is something that's just it warms my heart to see i've sent you texts and stuff before uh, or tweets from your boy jacob wall <laughs> that's how you say it right wall wall i've never actually heard anyone say it i've just neither because he's a loser and and like nobody cares about him yeah okay so we're gonna so we're gonna say jacob wall for now and somebody can fact check us later or something our one of our five listeners can (laughs) fact check it later (laughs) so jacob wall i don't know if you saw like the tweets and stuff coming out yesterday i think it was yesterday the day before saying like oh stand by for like breaking news in the Mueller investigation. Did you see those starting to come out? I didn't. So I only saw this story uh, like early this afternoon, or I should say late this afternoon. So I missed everything yeah. from yesterday. So yesterday, I remember seeing things like, oh, stand by for like breaking news on Bob Mueller. And then I saw like some reporters starting to counter it with like, we can confirm that like false stories are about to start being spread. And it's like, huh, okay, kind of weird. And then today it all made sense. Apparently, um, a spy agency is like what it what they called themselves, Surefire Intelligence, um, did some searching and investigating and found a woman that um, alleged that Bob Mueller sexually assaulted her. I know you said you read the document and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, that woman identified there started reaching out to reporters alleging that somebody was offering to pay her a lot of money to make those allegations against Bob Mueller. She did not come out in the open and say them herself. She said, look, somebody's trying to pay me to lie about this. She told that to multiple reporters who all independently verified that this sounded like a hoax. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the best parts about it is like the surefire intelligence was referenced 
people doing some pretty quick looking online saw that that was a firm related to Jacob Wall. They reached out to him. He says, no, I'm not related to them in any way. Well, after about 30 seconds um, of researching online, like I think probably the funniest thing about all this is he denies that um, it belonged to him. Well, people are pretty smart. They know how to look stuff up. They looked up the domain information for the website. The domain website is registered to his yeah. email address. That's one fun thing. And the freaking phone number, the phone number for the website goes to his mom's voicemail. Like this guy is like a twenty-year-old. He's like a twenty-year-old loser. Um, I I don't I don't normally like to dunk on millennials, but like when you're a twenty-year-old uh, loser who like makes their brand by sucking up to Donald Trump, then like you got no. You get no sympathy from yeah, me, but that's probably the funniest Jacob part. Wall has a history about too. That. He, um, so I don't know if you've you've seen anything about his dad, David Wall. Yeah, he's he's a big yep, know, Republican, yep. I guess donor slash activist figure or whatever. Yeah, Jacob Wall's a he's a grifter. Yeah, he's, a, he's a grifter. Wall actually, he gets by on his uh, daddy. Again, from the f- five listeners we have, fact check me, but. He got uh, charged with uh, securities fraud uh, through one of his, you know, conservative slash Republican yep. grifts. So he's he's got a he's got a track record. And um, the thing I don't understand. So we've become familiar with a lot of grifters. There's Jacob Wall. There's um, Tommy Loren. Uh, Candace. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Tommy Loren. Yeah, Candace Owens. Candace uh, Owens. Yeah, uh, the real that, that recent graduate from Kent State that like carries a rifle on campus every single day. Like, there's a ton of grifters. Uh. I get it. Like, it's easy money, you know. <laughs> I don't want to say anything that's gonna get me in trouble, but you know the the Republican population is easily taken, and we've seen that at a national level. Um, Dude, you gotta be sixty-three yeah, yeah, million of yeah. them voted so for Donald they're not, Trump. Like, they're not, you know, in- intellectually rigorous at this current moment, and so it's 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 an easy grift. But Jacob Wall is like playing with his freedom right now. Like he's 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 pretty much, if if the documents are right and if this is not some huge hoax, um, he's basically committing like obstruction of justice. Like you know, they they referred they referred uh, this case. The special counsel rec- referred this case to the FBI. Like he could be charged, arrested, and imprisoned for this. So that's like beyond a grift. I don't I don't get that. Like, what, what do you think about that? It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Like I saw some stuff online. Like there, they claim in the document. The day that they, I think it was like August, some August tenth, like two thousand and ten or something like that. Uh, they they did their research so so hard. They did their research, and <laughs> I'm not even making this up. On that date, Bob Mueller had jury duty. Like, did he take a break from his jury duty to go and commit this uh, commit this sexual assault? Another thing is on the 19th floor of the hotel where they said that the sexual assault took place is a gym. There's not even rooms there. It's a gym. So like, oh, some other, some other great things. If you look up surefire intelligence, like I guess if you look up their LinkedIn and some of the employees and stuff that they have there, um, 
one of one of the employees, like the pictures that they have listed, I, it's, I it's that, the actor yeah. Christopher Waltz. They use like his, they use they they use his stock photo for an actor to say it's like a totally different guy. So that just shows you how legit all of this is. But if I can get serious for a moment, sure, can, can I hop up on my soapbox for just a second? All right. All right, all right, I'm up on the soapbox. It won't be too long. But anybody that knows our campaign knows that along with talking about education, healthcare, the economy, the environment, broadband, internet, there's one other thing that we always talked about, um, and that was combating sexual assault. After the Harvey Weinstein stuff came out, um, yeah, man, feels like a lifetime ago. Um, after all that came out, we made a decision as a campaign that this is something that we could do something about. So we wanted to raise awareness about the issue, and then we proposed some legislation to try and do something to end the epidemic of sexual violence that we have in this country. Um, so we, we've seen where all this has gone with the Me Too movement and stuff like that, and it seems like it kind of culminated with Brett Kavanaugh and this uh, Supreme Court nomination. Now, I remember you seeing all the stuff saying, oh, my God, like this is going to be the new standard now. Anytime that somebody gets nominated or something for this high position, there's going to be allegations against them and lives are going to be ruined. Can you just believe yeah. it? This is the new standard. Forgetting the recent history um, just a year ago when Neil Gorsuch was confirmed to the Supreme Court without a yeah. without a peep, there's no issues there. Because maybe, you know, maybe, maybe Neil Gorsuch, I don't agree with his um with his political views and his opinions as a judge but maybe he's like a decent guy that doesn't go around sexually mm -hmm. assaulting people like those people exist and one thing that's just so frustrating is they talk about false allegations and how they can ruin somebody's life it's just amazing to me that when two idiots try and come out and make false accusations against someone you see just how easy it is to kind of debunk that theory if if it's just a yeah, shit exactly. if it's fake in the first place it was so easy to prove that something like this was fake and you look at why women in this country women and men too actually why people don't report yeah. it's for shit like this because somebody wanted to make a game out of this a very bad game and i hope he ends up going to jail because of it because somebody wanted to turn this into a game they wanted to turn sexual assault allegations and i know why they did that i know why they chose that particular crime instead of, of something else because they wanted to be cute after what happened in the brett kavanaugh nomination they're like you yeah. know what? we'll get them back we'll teach them a lesson well those dumbasses learned what happens when you just make something up and it should shine light on the fact that everything that dr christine blazy ford and the other women and the 17 women who have accused donald trump um, of sexual assault that their theory, what they put forward isn't so easily debunked, yeah. maybe because it's not fake. Because this is something that actually happened to these women, and they had the courage to come forward. And one thing that was so frustrating for me to see was this guy, um, Berkman. What Do you remember his first John. name? Yeah, Jim? John, John Berkman. Jim or, Jim or John, not important. The guy peddles in conspiracy theories. He's a loser. But this guy, in his in his statement, he says, I am like... I am just so strengthened by the resolve and the in the um, that I see in my client and just the strength that she has to come forward. Like it's so frustrating to see them do that about something they yeah. know is fake. So many men and women have to deal with sexual assault in this country, 
and they have to muster up the courage to come forward because we live in a society where they um, can see criminal penalties and all these other things. They have to suffer through that, and these people just make light of it. I absolutely think both of them should go to jail if it, if it can be proven that they offered this woman money to come forward with these sexual allegations to show um, that this is something that's very serious. It affects so many people in this country, um, and it just it, it, it makes my blood boil that these two idiots would try and do something like this to in a partisan way because they're just trying to save – their BFF Donald Trump um, and the special counsel, but they would do something like this, just playing light with the fact that this is a real issue that so yeah. many men and women in the country deal with every single day. I'm, I'm done with my rant, but it it just made me so mad. Sexual assault and addressing it was a huge part of our campaign, so it drives me crazy to see that two people would poorly do a very bad job of making up false allegations to try and yeah. Yeah, I mean, actually ruin someone's career. And it kind of boils down to the whole fact that now in 2018, there's like one side that kind of acts on their beliefs and tries to make what they believe are, you know, positive changes to our society. And they, and they, they argue it passionately. And then there's another side who uh, don't have any core beliefs they just want power, and they'll do whatever it takes to get and maintain that power. And kind of back to your point, um, I think, uh, Gate, are you familiar with Gate, Gateway Pundit? I mean, I've heard of it. I've never been to that website. Yeah, so Gateway Pundit, um, they're probably like the biggest website to, to publish the quote-unquote uh, credible sexual assault allegations against uh, Robin Mueller. Um, so I read the article. They ended up taking them down. They kept the they kept like the the page up, but they took down the the, the document. The, yeah, the documents and the actual uh, article text, which is weird, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I lo- I was reading the comments, which I do sometimes just to see what they're saying. Do you, and do you hate yourself? Yeah, of course. I hate. I regret it every single time. But there there's three thousand and something comments, and they're all just saying, you know believe all women or you know just basically using all the same kind of talking points that you know are used in credible allegations of sexual assault yeah Um, it's like it's like dumb dumb stuff like like hashtag him too yeah exactly exactly it's just it's disgusting it's disgusting yeah i mean that we saw that it's the same thing as uh white light or all lives matter it's the same kind of thing they're trying to like hijack hijack a movement or something that's very dumb. But I mean, if you if you ever want to take a trip on the wild side, go to like the Fox News website and read the comments. If you want, <laughs> if you want to read Hillary Clinton's name like five billion times, uh, stuff like that, like t- that'll take you on a walk on the wild side. Trust me. Yeah, but, yeah. And man, I, I, actually, speaking, I speaking of comments, yeah, speaking of comments, what like a red flag that kind of told me that Trump was coming even before I knew it was Trump. But I knew something was coming. Was uh, Yahoo comments? I remember back in the day, not even so far back in the day, but you know, the last couple years of uh, Obama's uh, second term, and for whatever reason, I'd still read articles on Yahoo, and I'd go in the comments, and people were so mad and just throwing around the weirdest, craziest conspiracies, and I was like, this, this is this is only getting worse. Like this is gonna end up badly, and here we are. Yeah, I'm kind of concerned that you're on Yahoo News. 
do you do you still use like Ask Jeeves as a search engine, or are you like with Google like everybody else now? I, I use Ask Jeeves. Um, it's kind of difficult. Yeah, it's kind of difficult to use that with my Hotmail email. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still on that wave. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Hey, I know. I know. When we talked before. I doubt you came prepared, but I know you talked before about uh, our our game today. Do you have a game ready for us today or no? I, I can do it on the fly. We can do it on the fly, right? All right. If you, if you have them up and ready to go, I mean, I, I'll be today's contestant. So why don't you describe what uh, what today's game is? All right. So this game is called Our Republic is in Jeopardy. Uh, so it's pretty much the same rules as Jeopardy. Um, but what we're going to do is I'm going to be asking uh, my contestant, which is Edwin, um, when a certain event happened, uh, a political news event. Um We'll try to keep it over the last two years. Those those have uh, probably been the most news. That's probably the most newsworthy period. Um, and yeah, Edwin has to guess when it happened. Now, if you're like us, the last two years have kind of been a blur. I, I like someone will bring up an event, and I'm not sure if it happened yesterday, last week, last month, because there's just there's just so much going on. Yeah. It's all it's all just a constant blur of you know breaking news stories and scandals and just everything. So I, th- I thought this would be a pretty uh, fun and interesting game. So, All right, you went, uh, you, went, you went five for five last week. I think this game's going to be a little harder. That, the, the Kanye questions were a softball, but let's go. I'm ready. All right, so this one is um, – this first question is going to be a little bit easy. Uh, All right. We kind of talked about it already, so I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that you can get it. All right, so the first uh, news event, the uh, this kind of it, it's it, this this was a, a bit of a ripple. I think it it lasted about um, probably forty eight to seventy two hours as a news story, which is pretty good, pretty good for the last two years. Yeah. Uh, but when was when did the uh, New York Times op ed happen? Oh, I'm going to say. That was the beginning of September. That's your final answer. What? Oh. What? Yeah. Jeopardy rules. Jeopardy rules. Uh, what is the beginning? When is? When, when is? When? All right. When is the beginning of September? Okay. Now let's drill down. Give me a specific date. All right. I'll say. Uh, I'll say September. September tenth. That's pretty good. It was September fifth. Oh man, I am like I'm blown away that I got because that <laughs> that came out. I mean, I think I I think I listened to like the Bob Woodward book after that, so that was that was a pretty good guess. So I feel pretty good. I think beginning of September is pretty solid. Yeah, that's that's not bad at all. All right, all right. All right what um, else you got? All right, so this second one, this one, this was a very big moment. Uh, this was probably one of those moments where we. We, we started to see kind of the, the huge amount of turmoil in the White House. Um, so when was uh, Steve Bannon fired? Um, I think he was in the White House, I think, for about six months, starting in January of 2017. So I'm going to say... 
I'll say July 15th. July. I could give you a month. How about I could give you a month? That's so long ago I can give you a month. July right, of Jeff 2017. Je Jeopardy format. Jeopardy what, format. What it, when is July 17th? Okay, so you're about a month off. So it's August 19th, 2017. That's still pretty good. I was thinking about I was thinking about switching it to August. I, and you know what? I kind of cheated on that one because I think I read somewhere like today that Bannon was only in there for about six months. So that my memory was like already already kind of primed for that one. So the next yeah. one will probably get me. All right, that's still pretty good. That's still pretty good. All right, uh, all right. One last one last question. Let me make it all right, one. let's do it. All right, so so this one's gonna have to be like an exact date. Ooh, all right. It's, it's not it's not too hard. It's actually pretty recent, but it's kind of piggybacking off uh, last week's game. So um, <laughs> when was the Kanye West Oval Office uh, summit? Uh, I can't give you an exact date on that one. Um, today is the thirtieth. A week a week from today would be the twenty third. I'm going to say October 15th. Jeopardy format. When is October 15th? What is October 15th? All right, that's pretty good. October 11th. Dang. So I yeah. mean, you were you were pretty you were pretty good at this. I could I could give you like a window. I can't I couldn't give you a date, but that uh you know what's funny is when we were talking about what the what we we're gonna go over in the show, and you and I both had the same exact idea, like what mm -hmm. the hell? When did these things happen? And that's tough, man. Like you said, these last two years have been crazy. If you factor in the freaking like the entire 2016 campaign as well, going back to 2015, it just feels like what the hell has been happening these last two and a half three years yeah i think i think we're officially numb to to pretty much everything which is terrible which is bad it's like really bad He's, yeah i'm hoping so, uh, a lot of go ahead oh no i was just gonna say a lot of the, a lot of the things that have happened in the last month would have been month-long stories that would have like shaken the country and we just we shake our head and it's kind of under the next thing. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm hoping that on January 21st or whenever, January 21st, 2021, whenever the next president is inaugurated that isn't Donald Trump, the part of the country that voted for him, kind of like the shroud is lifted from their eyes and they kind of wake up to the fact like, what, like what the hell happened? Like they wake up from their hangover and they're like, man, we used to call ourselves "quote unquote" conservatives. There's nothing conservative about the way they act right now. Um, yeah. I'm still. I think to to close us out. I think Donald Trump is like a freaking. He's like a a lesion that needs to be freaking removed. And until yeah. until you do, um, he's always going to be there, kind of bringing things down, making them just more gross. He needs to be removed and discarded. Um, and that's only the, that's the only way we're going to be able to move on from that. So once he's done being president and he just drifts away into freaking irrelevance, that's the only way the country's going to be able to move on. Yeah. So like the New York Times, they love to to check in with Trump supporters like every month or so. The Trump supporter um, in a in a bar in in North Dakota. 
Yeah, exactly. Or in a diner yeah. at a gas station or whatever. Yeah, they're, they're, in real America. Con- yeah, in real America. They're constantly trying to figure out, you know, if if he still has their support, if he's crossed a line yet. So you're saying that'll never happen. He has to be that- removed. No, so it it won't happen until the Democratic Party has a front runner. So I think once the primary is done in um, for the twenty twenty election, like no one's gonna say, "Hey, I voted for Donald Trump." I mean, some people are, but like I voted for Donald Trump. Turns out, like he's horrible. Like I'm so dumb. I made such a big mistake. I'm so bad. Like people aren't gonna say that unless they have like an alternative right now there's no alternative there's no democratic alternative for what they have because none people haven't formally announced and and like we haven't centered around one candidate but once they can start saying like oh like democratic nominee kamala harris like oh there are some things i like about look she's reasonable compared to like until we have somebody that we can kind of rally behind no one else is going to defect like defect from that so I think yeah. you'll see more people leave once they're presented with a clear alternative to Donald Trump. But until then, there isn't one. So there's like no benefit to kind of jumping off that bandwagon yet. I hope they do when it comes to voting in the midterms because this is kind of the first opportunity they get. So I think I hope when they go to the polls on November 6th, which is just a week away, and they have a chance to send someone to Congress who's going to be a check on Donald Trump, I hope they do that. Because the Republican Party is not with 90% approval ratings from the Republican Party. Which I would, I I'll have to go look it up, but I wonder how how often Barack Obama had ninety percent approval ratings for the Democratic Party. Um, yeah, exactly. So, like, with ninety percent approval ratings from the Republican Party, they're not going to be a check on Donald Trump. So, I hope that people, while they may support Donald Trump, they may have voted for him. I hope they're like, all right, but I, I don't want to see him totally unhinged. Let's make sure that we have. Um, a counterbalance in Congress who can kind of keep him accountable. I hope people are, are reasonable like that um, when when we go to the polls. I already voted, but I hope when other people make that decision over the next seven days, they come to that same conclusion. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, man, what do you have to wrap us up? I know you normally uh, like to talk about events. Do you have any events coming up? Well, let's, seven b- days before, left. Bef- yeah, before we end it, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about local politics. Um... Yeah, what do you got? Something something that happened today that was pretty funny, actually. It was either today or yesterday, but um, Donald Trump endorsed uh, Denver Riggleman oh, on Congressman, Twitter. Congressman Denver Riggleman? Yeah, so <laughs> he called him, if if you're listening and you don't know what happened, he uh, gave out one of his um, copy and paste endorsements on Twitter. Co- definitely a copy and paste. Yeah, you know, good for, good for our border, good for tax cuts. Uh, good for the Lo- military. Loves our vets, strong borders, Second Amendment, um, hates migrant caravans, blah blah blah. It's like the same. It's Exa- like the same exact endorsement he's used for two years. Exactly, exactly. So he he doesn't know anything about who Denver Eagleman is. Nope. He maybe knows he's from Virginia Five. That's about it. Doesn't know anything about him. So in the first tweet, he mistakenly refers to him as a congressman, and then the way he puts together a tweet. It obviously refers to someone who has been in Congress and voted for these. Uh, yeah, yeah, because he was like, he was, he was like, he was a great help on like tax cuts or something. Like, bro, the dude. Exactly. I think when the tax cut bill was being debated, Denver Riggleman wasn't even a candidate yet. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was 
still at his distillery in uh in VA yeah, he was still he was still like trying to like find Bigfoot. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so Denver being so thirsty for a Trump uh shout out retweets that first tweet. Trump then um you know one of his staffers advises him, okay, he's not a congressman. So Trump just takes off congressman, doesn't change the context of the tweet, the rest <laughs> of the tweet, leaves the rest of the tweet the same, just takes off congressman, tweets it out again, and Denver retweets it again. So he has these two Trump re- retweets, just thirsty as hell. And so, I think, so honestly, thirsty. a Trump endorsement, that's good for, uh, that's good for uh, Leslie Coburn. Yeah, I, I, in general, I don't know how what like the Donald Trump tweet endorsement really does like there's only it's not like there's two republic it's not the primary so anybody yeah. who loves Donald Trump isn't looking for his freaking tweet to endorse random republican congressman wannabe um one other thing i do want to talk about real quick for national politics and i saw somebody say this um about the race down in florida more than any other race to kind of test the power of like Trumpism and Trump politics. Like Ron DeSantis is so far up Donald Trump's butt. Like if he happens to lose the governor's race down in Florida, it's going to show that Donald Trump does not have the swaying power in general elections that people like believe he does or that yeah. like that that's believed. The poll and the polls right now show Andrew Gillum with a sizable lead and they've shown it that way for a while and Don, and like Ron DeSantis, remember he made that stupid freaking campaign video he is yeah. just like he is just put himself right there with Donald Trump. So if he loses, it's going to show like, man, that wasn't pretty. That wasn't a very good strategy in Florida, which is a pretty red state um, locally. Now um, for like presidential elections, there it's pretty purple. They flip flop back and forth. They mm-hmm. gave us Donald Trump and they gave us George W. Bush. Um, but I, Actually, I just Clarence think that Thomas gave us George Bush. Uh, Thanks, Clarence. <laughs> so, like, I think I think that's interesting. There, talking about Donald Trump endorsements and like the power that they that they might hold. I think it's interesting there to kind of see that. But like again, this this cookie cutter endorsement for Denver Riggleman's probably it probably hurts him in that district, yeah, anyways. I, I agree. I agree. I think uh, I'm, I'm really interested to. I mean, we're only we're, we're less than seven days away, six yep. days away actually. So polls will really be closed by now. Yeah, exactly. So I'm really interested to see what happens in that district. Um, I think, and this is not to dissuade anyone from knocking more doors or or making um, any more phone calls, but I think Jennifer Wexton is uh, in good shape right now. Um, I think Abigail Spamberg is in good shape too. Man, um, she has run. She has run a perfect campaign. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. She, I mean, based on the campaign she's ran, she absolutely deserves to beat Dave Brett, and I'll yeah. be extremely disappointed if that doesn't happen. She, she has run, she has run a perfect campaign. I, she's, she's more moderate than I am, um, I think on on some issues, but she is definitely a Democrat. Something that's like very important to me, because you know I always mm-hmm. complain about like people being Democratic apologists. You can be yeah, moderate, exactly. but don't, but don't, don't like. Don't apologize for being a Democrat. If you have more moderate views, that's fine. But you don't like need to denigrate other people for just being slightly more liberal. Um, but she's a good fit, and she seems like a perfect fit for the district. 
um, that she's in, and she's genuine. So, like, I, I have no problem with moderate Democrats. Like, hey, the, the Democratic Party is the big tent party. Um, moderate, like Abigail Spanberger, is awesome. She's a perfect fit for that. She's proud to be a Democrat. She's proud of who she is, um, and that's awesome, too. I hate seeing Democrats run, like, weak republican light campaigns be, be proud of who you are and run hard if you're a moderate so be it um yeah. but but don't try and be don't try and be a republican yeah and i believe she i mean she's this came up in the primary with uh, dan ward uh, you know he supported medicare for all she supports like a public option yeah I, like the, I'm, like I'm the con- medicare I'm, x plan or whatever yeah exactly but i'm confident you know when Democrats flip the House and um, hopefully if we're able to get the Senate and if we're able to put, to, to push that uh, Bernie Sanders bill, I could very well see uh, Abigail Spanberger voting yes on that easily. So I could tell like, you I could tell you what I would I would rather have Abigail Spanberger making that vote than Dave Bratt. We know we know for 100%. sure. Yeah, we know for sure how Dave Bratt's going to go. Exactly, exactly. It's been it's been a wet dream of his since 2014 to try and repeal the Affordable Care Act. So he's definitely not going to do something to help um, pe- more people get in health insurance. Yeah, and speaking of that, before we wrap everything up, like it's hil- it's absolutely hilarious to me to see Republicans all over the country running on protecting pre-existing, pre-existing conditions. I, where was that? Look, was a memo sent out to Republicans everywhere? It had to be. It had to be. It had, to, it had to because like all of a sudden that's all everyone's talking about and it's just mind blowing to me because everything that they've tried to do to undermine the Affordable Care Act I mean you have people like Josh Hawley in Missouri running he is the Attorney General for Missouri and he's suing the federal government over the Affordable Care Act and some of the things that they have in there like protection for people with pre-existing conditions. His state is suing, and now he's all like, oh, my my two kids had this disease or something like that. Like, you know I'm going to protect pre-existing conditions. Where Where's the disconnect here? Where, what am I missing? Can I get the memo yeah, that they sent out? They have zero respect for voters. Zero respect. Zero. Zero. Yeah, yeah like I, 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 understand, I get self-preservation, but that's just – it's that's crazy. That's crazy. It's insane. Me. It's insane. Like, somebody – uh, an email went out saying like hey y'all just like literally just switch up your story two weeks before the election and we'll see how it goes and it like you said no respect for voters or or their intelligence because anybody with a brain has to remember the freaking american health care act that was march of last year whenever people asked me like what vote i would hold against rob whitman um if i was to debate him or something like that that was the first thing that came to mind. His vote for the American Health Care Act. That would have stripped yeah. away protection for millions of Americans. It would have taken away all the essential health benefits um, that the Affordable Care Act requires people to have, like pre-existing conditions. Um, he was a vote for that. And so many of his Republican colleagues were votes for that. And all of a sudden, they're singing a different tune. And I'm just like, I- I'm, I'm wondering, like, is it me? Like, am I the one that's messed up? Am I remembering this thing wrong? No, they it's they they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. We yeah. just gotta we just gotta prove in six days that we're not stupid. That's that's all it comes down to. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, what one more shout out that I want to get for local politics too. I've been seeing uh, a lot on Twitter and stuff lately, but Doctor Bobber Latif in Prince William County. Yeah. I I want to yeah, give a I, shout out there, man. It seems like, it seems like, 
since the change in um, like chairs for the school board, it, I don't hear about a lot of the divisiveness that used to be there. It seems like he's doing a great job running it as the interim chair. And for folks who live in Prince William County, I think they can continue to expect that moving forward. It seems like he's running a great job. I like what he's trying to do there um, in the district. And I think that, man, he, he will be a great choice for them um, to serve out the rest of the term. Because he, he's up he's up for re-election on November 6th. Or he's up for, what is it, to serve the remainder of the term? Yeah, serve the, is it the remainder? No, new term, right? Or the remainder? I, I I don't think so. I think Ryan Sawyer's was like halfway through his life. I think he was elected in um in uh, twenty fifteen. No, wait. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty. So I think he serves out the rest of this term, and then in twenty nineteen he's up for election again. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I he, mean, he, it used to be. He's running a great he, a great um, election there. He's doing a great job as the interim school board chair, which is the thing that's more important. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I was actually going to mention that uh, kind of in the events roundup, he has a uh, reception on. Uh, oh, well, never mind. It's too late. It was today <laughs> with uh, was the today. mayor. Of, yeah, with the mayor of Richmond. So I hope you went. Wow. If Mark you're listening. Tony. Yeah, yeah. yeah t- no, today, it, October it's, 30th. It's great. Um, Bobber Latif. I know he's he's big in the community there in Prince William County. Um, it's awesome to know that he stepped up there um, when the seat opened up. And again, everything I've seen, everything I've seen is positive. The divisiveness and stuff that used to exist on that board seems to seems to have gone away. Um, and I'm happy yeah, yeah. to see that it's not like as part of the partisan politics don't seem as strong anymore there in the school board and um, one of the biggest counties in the country. Um, but it's just good to see that things seem to be going well there. And I could only assume that they will continue to go well if he's reelected as school board chair in November. Exactly. Exactly. I agree a hundred percent. Um, wh- what else is going on? So the last day to vote in person in Virginia is November 3rd. Absentee in person. Absentee. Yeah. Absentee in person. Yep. Um, what else? There's a Prince William County get out the vote rally on Sunday, November 4th from 7 to 9 p.m. That's at the Prince William County Fairgrounds. Um, There is Fredericksburg canvassing on Saturday, November 3rd. Um, That's from 12 to 5 p.m. So that's going to be for kind of the, looks like it's hosted by the coordinated campaign. So it's going to be Tim Kaine, Vanjie Williams. Uh, Yeah, Tim Kaine and Vanjie Williams. South Stafford, Spotsylvania County, and City of Fredericksburg. Yeah, and like we and like we said last time, for people who are listening to this podcast, if you're not already following Abigail Spanberger, Elaine Loria, all the all the folks that we talk about, Vanjie, if you're not already following them on social media, you should be. And with seven days to go, there will be a million opportunities for you to get out there and do something. Follow them on social exactly. media, and you will be inundated with opportunities to go out there and knock on doors and make this last push up until election day exactly exactly and speaking of uh, abigail spanberger she has a uh, election eve get out the vote rally that's going to be in richmond on monday november 5th at john tucker high school with tim kane so that's probably the the get out the vote uh, election eve rally uh, to be at in the entire commonwealth if yeah. i could be there i'd probably be there yeah that's a good point and um try and try and get on that campaign again she's run a perfect campaign let, let's finish strong there. She would be a great 
addition um, to the Virginia congressional delegation. And I mean, that's should make a, an excellent congresswoman. So like you said, that'll probably be the place to be on election night eve. So um, if you yeah. can make it out there, you said John Tucker High School. John Tucker High School. Yep. Okay. Then make it out there. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of uh, speaking of election day, so we record our our podcasts on Tuesdays. And we try to get them out to everyone on Wednesdays. So, what's the word for next week? So we'll probably record around this time. I mean, it's it's ten thirty now, or it's almost eleven o'clock now. We'll probably do a later podcast. Polls close here at seven, and we'll start to see results uh, trickle in. So we'll want to start recording this podcast. Um, so we kind of talk about the results that we see. Obviously, yeah. not every race will be called by the time um, we do our show, but we'll have a decent amount, and I can't wait to talk about the night. I mean, I remember you and I at Vinny's in Stafford November of last year when those results came in and just seeing Ralph Northam, Justin Fairfax, Mark Herring, and then just all of the delegates that we'd spent so much time knocking on doors for, talking to, meeting, like just seeing the success they had. I feel good. Um, I feel good about where we are now as well. Let's keep pushing, yeah. keep working hard. Um, but I look forward to talking about um, the moment that everybody's been waiting for since Donald Trump was elected. These midterm elections, I God, I can't wait to have them done and out of the way. Just so yeah, we can move yeah. on to the presidential election of 2020. <laughs> so we can start talking about Beto for 2020. <laughs> oh my God, Beto for 2020. Yeah. Hey, Beto, if you happen to listen to this and you're looking for a communications director, by 2020, I should almost have my degree um, and, I'll, and I'll be sending you my resume. So I, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if my coastal, my coastal elitist values will represent Texas very well, but hey, he's going to be president of all 50 United States or all 50 yeah. states. So um, yeah, he'll need a big staff. We'll That's true. He will. But um, unless you got anything else, man, that's a wrap. Yeah, I'm good to go. All right, you guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. You've been listening to A New Dominion. Um, my name's Edwin Santana. And I'm Ayadeli Okewo. And we are out. <laughs> <laughs>